Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are busy laboring on the subject of oneness the whole time. And it's been so good. And I believe that God is also imparting the spirit of oneness even in his church. Somebody say amen. Amen. And the title um, um, that we are busy with in the month, the subject rather, that we are busy with in the month of June is one spirit. Somebody say one spirit. Come on, somebody say one spirit. We have said that and we have done well in teaching us that uh, we have been filled with the same spirit. Amen. That the spirit of God is one. It doesn't matter who you are. You are filled with the same spirit that he levels the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. And the title of my message this morning is the spirit of a builder. The spirit of a builder. The spirit of a builder. Say, I am a builder. Say, I am a builder. I built my life. I built my family. And I built my calling. Please turn with me to the book of Haggai, chapter number one, verse number 14. The Bible says, And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek. Hey, the Bible names. Josedek, uh, the high priest. And the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Amen. Amen. Now Zerubbabel was a builder. Zerubbabel was a builder of note who took upon the project of rebuilding the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. He was a builder of note and everyone else would not dare go and rebuild. But he was bold enough because he was a builder. He was bold enough to go and rebuild. And the Bible says that it was because the Lord stirred up his spirit. Hallelujah. The Lord stirred up his spirit. Now, there are three main spiritual beings um, that are in operation in the universe. Hallelujah. There's three of them. There's the spirit of God, of which also includes his angels. There's the spirit of men. And there is also the spirit of Satan, which also includes um, the demons. Now, the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of God, just like the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter number one, verse number two, it says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So this will then prove our point to say God has his spirit as well. Hallelujah. So now that is 
the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of God. And then there is the Spirit of man. We said, and the Spirit of man, according to the book of Zechariah, chapter number 12, verse number 1, the Bible says, the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. So there is a spirit within a man. So in other words, man is but spirit. I always say this, that man is but spirit because no matter how great you can be and no matter how beautiful or handsome you can be, which is not bad, it's actually very good. However, the, the, real, the real gist and the real you is your spirit. Somebody say amen because without your spirit, then you cannot be able to live. So it is your spirit that is more important than what is in the outside. So then it means it is important that we always take good care of the spirit because the spirit is more important than the flesh. So we are establishing the fact that man has spirit as well. Somebody say amen. It's a very important part of man. And also we said the spirit of Satan which also includes the demons. Hallelujah. The reason why uh, I'm almost laughing it is because I don't like talking. <laughs> I don't like talking about demons all the time. I want to know more about angels. Amen. Hallelujah. They are there, they exist, and they are fighting all the time. However, if we are more educated about the attacker, than the one who protects, we might be vulnerable to the attacker. So, it's just a side note. I'd rather know more about the angels protecting me than the demons attacking me. Because then no matter what they do, I will know the strength of those who are for me. Because greater is he. That lives in the inside of me than the one that is in the world. Amen. One day somebody said, open their eyes so that they can see that we, there are many who are with us. Angels all around. But then we don't dispute the fact that the devil has got his demons. Satan has got his spirit because he is also spirit. No one has ever seen the physical devil because the devil has never been physical. The devil has never been in the flesh. But he is spirit and he uses even his spirits which are demons to, to, to perpetuate his agenda. Somebody say amen. amen. So there is the spirit of Satan and listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter number 19, verse number 15, it says, and the evil spirit answered and said, so they can even talk. Yeah. That's why the voice of the Holy Spirit needs to be louder yeah. in your life than the voice of the enemy. Yeah. Because sometimes you will think it is your thoughts, but it is the enemy talking. Yeah. The Bible is clear. That the spirit, the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? I tell you, it was 
So you, that is why it is important that we take note of who is for us. We take note of the spirit that is for us, which is the Holy Spirit of God. We need to take note of him so that then even the evil spirit will know who we are. So that we cannot be asked this question by evil spirits. Each time we try to rebuke them and they say, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. And who are you? So in other words, everyone is known in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Now, every spirit, as we have spoken about the spirit of God, the spirit of man, and the spirit of Satan, each and every spirit has the ability to inspire words. It has the ability to influence people. So in other words, you can be influenced either by the spirit of God or by your own spirit or by the spirit of Satan. I'm going to explain to us in a moment that how do we then become those who are influenced by the spirit of the living God. But every spirit can inspire words, can influence people, can also influence environments, and they influence environments and people according to their inherent nature and qualities. So they have a nature that they take after. They have qualities that they take after. That is the spirit of God, that is, which is the Holy Spirit. That is your spirit, which is the spirit of men. And that is the spirit of the devil himself, which is Satan. They all have characteristics. They have a certain character that they, uh, uh, that they take after. They have qualities that they portray uh, in their dealings. Somebody say amen. amen. And now every spirit manifests and impart qualities according to its nature. So when you are influenced by the Spirit of God, you will take after the nature of the Holy Spirit. And if you are influenced by your own spirit, you will take after the nature of the flesh because your spirit, apart from redemption, is a carnal spirit. Somebody say amen is the one that is able to be tossed to and fro by what the flesh wants and by what the flesh longs for. So then that spirit unredeemed is the spirit that can be influenced by any other. That spirit, the spirit of man unredeemed is open to either be influenced by the Holy Spirit of God so that they get born again, so that their spirit can be quickened and then take after the spirit of God. Or they can also be influenced by the spirit of Satan who, in other words, there is the spirit of God looking for you as the spirit of man and there is a spirit of Satan that is looking 
looking for you as the spirit of man. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why the Bible says, what is man that you are mindful of him? I don't understand because I don't think it's only God who's mindful of a man. I feel like even the, the devil himself, but unto the detriment of the spirit and the soul of a man. But the devil is also mindful of man because the enemy knows that he does not want to be to be taken to hell all by himself. So he is on the lookout for the spirit of man, just like God is also on the lookout for the spirit of man. God wanting to influence the spirit of man with his Holy Spirit so that then man can be redeemed back to the original state that God wanted man in. And also the enemy looking for the spirit of man so that he can cause men and deceive men to think that they are okay without God. So that when it's time for him to fully, uh, 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 to fully get what he deserves in hell, he is not alone. So also the enemy has an agenda. Just as much as God also has an agenda. Somebody say amen. amen. So we said that every spirit has got qualities and they manifest themselves and they impart themselves. They impart these qualities and they impart their character according to the nature that they are. They don't ask for permission for them to impart their characters in men. I said sometime last year that impartation does not ask for permission. Yeah. Once you are open, once you are open and you are in the vicinity of a certain spirit and you open your heart and you open your mind, you open your spirit to that, uh, to that kind of a spirit, they, they are not going to ask you for permission. You will see yourself behaving like them. Even the things that you don't really want to do, however, it is because you have been exposed to the impartation of the evil spirit. And then you end up behaving like their characters. Somebody say amen. amen. But also with the spirit of God, whom we love so much, whom we believe in as those who have been redeemed by God. He does not ask for permission as long as we have opened our hearts and we say, eh, spirit of the living God, we need you. Spirit of the living God, we are here for you. And there is no way that we can say we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ without the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that causes us to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he imparts even his character and his qualities even in our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. Now the spirit of God will manifest and impart the nature and the character of God's qualities in us. And the spirit of man and the spirit of Satan will also do likewise. First Corinthians chapter number 2 verse number 11 says for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So now the spirit of God is going to impart in us the character and the nature and the qualities of God because he knows what is in the mind of God and he knows the things 
of God because he is his spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. So now these qualities are mostly seen in the doings that the being is involved in. Micah chapter number two, verse number seven, the Bible says, you who are named the house of Jacob is the spirit of the Lord restricted. Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly. Now the spirit of man was mainly from God because the Bible says man became a living soul after God breathed his breath of life in man. We will remember creation and when he created man, he created man after his own image and his likeness. So the spirit of man was supposed to be like the spirit of God. Somebody say amen. And God wants us to have the impartation of his spirit so that we can then have the characters uh, of God. But unfortunately, uh, as much as God wanted to be the one who influences the spirit of man, when sin came in the Garden of Eden, then it drove that word between man and God. And whatever spirit that was uh, uh, upon the enemy who deceived Adam and Eve in the beginning in the garden, then came upon them. Because I said, impartation does not ask for permission as long as the heart is open, then the impartation comes. So now then, Adam and Eve, as the first uh, uh, in the Garden of Eden, who like God, then became those who were stripped of the likeness of God. Somebody say amen. And their spirits were then tainted by the fact that there is always, there is no gray areas. There is either the, the influence of the spirit of which is the evil spirit or the influence which is the Holy Spirit. So sin then came in and stripped men of that which God wanted them to be of the influence that they were supposed to have through the spirit of God. And then the enemy came in and he became the chief influencer of the men. Somebody say amen. amen. So we were exactly the same as God. We were not equal, but we were same. We were like him, but we were not equal to him. As the spirit of God, we were the, we were the same as the spirit of God, not equal to him because he is God. We have taught us very well during this month that he is God as well. So we, but we were the same as him. Somebody say amen. amen. So then, as I said, then, say, then sin came and dealt with the sameness that we had and he stripped us off the sameness and disconnected our spirits from God. And then men became carnal. How did men become carnal? By being controlled by the flesh instead of being controlled by the spirit of God. We were then controlled by the flesh. Everything that the flesh wants, the flesh gets. Why? Because the flesh is now more dominant than the spirit. Just as we were announcing that we are going into a week of prayer and fasting. That is what we are doing. We are reminding the flesh who's boss. We are reminding uh, the flesh who is in charge. 
because then it is our spirit that are supposed to be in charge. The spirit of God in our lives and the influence of the spirit of God in our spirit. Somebody say amen. So that we are no longer controlled by the flesh, but we are controlled by the spirit of God. And we are those who exhibit the nature and the qualities of the spirit of God. Somebody say amen. Because without God, we cannot be able to even know how to do the things that God would want us to do. Unless our spirits are in the place that God wants them to be, there is no way that we can be able to do what God expects of us. Because at the end of the day, we are here on earth and we were made from earth and therefore earth always tries to dominate in our lives, which is the flesh. But when we put it under by making sure that the relationship that we have with the spirit of God is that which is open so that it can impart the qualities of God, then the flesh will know that the flesh cannot be the one dictating to us what is it that we are supposed to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, there are activities that the enemy will want us to be involved in. And those activities are caused by the influence of the evil spirit. As I said earlier on, God wants to influence us and Satan wants to influence us. And it's not about uh, in the outside, it's not about in the flesh, but it is about in the spirit. The enemy does not want your hair. The enemy does not want your clothes. The enemy does not want your cars. Does not want that he may try and temper with all of those things just to get to your spirit. So that then you can have a broken spirit in such a way that you can even question God. And he wants you there so that then he can come in and influence you. Somebody say amen. Amen. But praise be to God that God has not left us alone. That Jesus, when he ascended back to the Father, he did not leave us alone. He even proclaimed and said he is leaving us with the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. He calls him the Spirit the promise of the father he says that he will come and he will teach you all things in other words he will impart the God nature in you he will teach you how to get back to a place of being like God the way God had intended for you and I somebody say amen Amen. hallelujah now the Holy Spirit has Inherent qualities. The Holy Spirit and his qualities are that of the fact that he is referred to as the spirit of truth. So in other words, there is no lie in him. If there is anyone who is dependable, it is the Holy Spirit. If there is anyone whom we can be able to lean on, it is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the people that we depend on can leave us. Sometimes the people that we depend on can turn against us. Sometimes the people that we lean on can even not turn against us or maybe leave us, but they can just die because man is but spirit. But when you are depending on the Holy Spirit, that person is a person who will be with you forever. 
the, the person of the Holy Spirit is someone that you can totally depend on. I made an example last week in Pinoni, and I said, have you ever tried to lean over on a person, maybe a friend? It's a game, but it's not a nice game, but it's a game that is usually played in high school when you are trying to lean over a friend, and they just quickly move, and you almost, you almost fall, or you even fall for that matter. But the Holy Spirit is not that kind of a friend. The Holy Spirit is a friend that will always be with you. And the, what I love about him, we read it earlier on, is that he's not even afraid of the dark. It doesn't matter how dark it can get in your life. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, when things were without form, when things were not even in shape, when things were not in the, in, in the places where they are supposed to be, the Bible says it was dark, but the Holy Spirit was hovering before the face of the earth, before the face of the waters. He was not afraid to be in the dark. Maybe there is someone this morning under the sound of my voice. There are things that are dark in your life and you are feeling as though there is no one else who can be able to reach down there and pull you out. There are places sometimes where we find ourselves and there is no one, no matter how much they love us, but they cannot reach down to that place because it's so dark. They cannot even see in there. All that they can do is just to love you. All that they can do is just to encourage you. All that they can do is just to give you a word. Oh, but the friend who is the Holy Spirit, he is not afraid of the dark. He is able to reach deep down when you are depressed and no one can help you. He is able to reach down when you are ravaged by anxiety. He is able to reach down when nothing seems to work for you as though everyone else is passing you by with speed as though everyone else is doing things and they are happening I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is a friend who is able to reach down and pull you out he's not afraid of the dark the Bible says he was hovering I am imagining him just walking hovering so in other words, whether you are dark or you decide to be even darker, I'm not going anywhere. I know who I am. I can imagine him daring the dark to say as I hover here, I'm waiting for the wait. Because, ah, because the Bible says, the Bible says, and then God said, and then God said, let there be light. So in other words, as the Holy Spirit was busy hovering, he wanted to know who will be able to challenge the word that is about to come. He wanted to be there just in the vicinity. Have you ever seen someone who has bodyguards that are not obvious? Hi, are you here? Okay, I'm going to talk about us. someone in the equipped training held, uh, asked us, if is there anyone who is uh, looking what after? Yeah, you, you, you remember that yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. They asked, Some fundis, do you have anyone protecting you? I answered. Yeah. I, I answered and I said, We are very, very protected. But you can never see. No, someone is thinking angels. No, I'm talking physical. Yeah. So, 
even on Friday, you were there. Each time, Uba Konabanta Baninga Beza Pambil, Upram Jakes would be also in the front, just in the distance, making sure that nobody jumps over to Mfundis because things happen. But he was, he's not obvious. You wouldn't even tell. Even as I tell you today, whenever you go to Delmas, where there is many people and there is always like an influx of people who come in who are not known, uh, you, you will see because I've told you. But there is no way that you will see. Same as the Holy Spirit over the deep. When there was darkness, he was there hovering. I am imagining him not being obvious. Just hovering there. The dark thinking that it has won. The dark thinking that it is boss. The dark thinking that it is in control. Just like your lack thinking that it is in control. Just like the enemy around your life, your family and your calling, thinking that it is in control. But the Holy Spirit is there waiting for the word. Somebody needs to get a word so that the Holy Spirit can have something to do in your life. Somebody gets a word and the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. So the Holy Spirit was waiting to see if the dark was going to stand the weight. There is no way that whatever darkness is surrounding your life, your family or your calling will be able to be forever or swallow you because of the Holy Spirit. All that you need to do is to get the weight. The Holy Spirit is hovering. He is the doer. In, he is waiting. He is the doer. He is waiting for you to grab a hold of a revelation of the word of God and speak the word and speak the word. So in other words, Mamfundis, what are you saying? In other words, I am saying that dark area, the Holy Spirit is already waiting. That place that is so deep and without form, that thing that is looking as though it will never come together. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is already hoovering. Even in that situation, he's not scared. You might be scared, but the Holy Spirit is not scared. You may be discouraged, but the Holy Spirit is not discouraged. So allow him to hoover over whatever situation or circumstance that you have found yourself in. And then after that, get some word in your heart. Get some word in your mouth and speak the word. The Bible says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. The darkness could not stand the word because the Holy Spirit was there. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, he's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of God is the spirit of understanding. The spirit of God is the spirit of grace. The spirit of God is the spirit of prophecy. Hallelujah. You name it, most of us will know the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Many of us will know who is he called and those are his qualities. Those are the qualities that whether he likes it or not, he cannot run away from. 
They are his nature. They are in him. Somebody say amen. amen. But so does the evil spirit as well. The evil spirit has inherent qualities as well. And those qualities are evil. And they will manifest and also impart evil things that are aimed at destroying our lives that are aimed at destroying even that which we are trying to build. And everything that the Holy Spirit is trying to do in and through our lives, there is always the evil spirit that comes with its qualities to impart evil things and try to destroy what the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through our lives. Everything that the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish, the evil spirit will always try their luck to try and destroy what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish. Now the evil spirit, the qualities uh, are, are sickness and disease. The spirit of poverty, the spirit of deception, that is the spirit those are the qualities of the evil spirit. You can name them every work of darkness. Those are the qualities of the evil spirit. This is the reason why then the Lord will always rebuke the spirit. When he was ministering, when he was ministering to anyone, when you read the Bible and you read about the ministry of Jesus Christ, he would always rebuke the spirit. If you don't believe me, it does not get any better than when Peter was trying to do the right thing. But it was going to have umtelela in what Jesus wanted to do. So in other words, Peter, you love me. And I appreciate that. However, right now, it's not love driving you to want to stop the will of God. But you may think it is love but it is the evil spirit manifesting himself as love. So he says, get thee behind me, Satan. He was rebuking the spirit because he saw who is behind the statement. Somebody say amen. amen. So if you know the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and you know the characteristics and the qualities of the evil spirit, you will know what to rebuke and when to rebuke. Sometimes we rebuke the spirit of God, thinking that it is the spirit of Satan, thinking that it is the evil spirit. And sometimes we let it be. Uh, we let the spirit do whatever it wants, and thinking that it is the spirit of or it is the spirit of God, only to find that it is the evil spirit that we are supposed to even rebuke. Let me tell you something. When there is sickness and disease, that is the spirit. Cast it out with every fiber of your being. When there is poverty, cast it out. When there is deception, cast it out with every fiber of your being. Trusting that the Holy Spirit is at work with you. Because there is no way that the Spirit of God can say to you, because I am training you up, then I am going to even give you poverty. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Never allow yourself 
to go through things. There is the spirit of poverty and then there is a process. We need to be able to discern between the processes of God and the spirit that comes from the evil one. That is a story for another day, but the spirit of the evil one can come and sit on someone and cause them not to go forward and cause them not to advance in life. Why? Because the enemy knows what is it, it, it will do in his kingdom if you advance in your life. And therefore there, you need not to sit back and relax and say that the Lord is busy with me. No, the Lord is not busy with you. It is the evil spirit sitting on you so that you don't go forward, so that you don't do what God has called you to do. Somebody say amen. Jesus knew very well when to rebuke the evil spirits. Satan the Lord rebukes you. Luke chapter number 13 verse number 11. The Bible says, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Teenager. With a driver's license. And an ID. 18 years. Listen to this. Listen to this, listen to this. I'm watching my time, but listen to this. It says, this, in, this spirit of infirmity was tormenting this woman for 18 years. What was wrong with this woman? Listen to what, to what the Bible says. It says, she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Somebody is stagnant in their career, in their family life, in their finances, in their business. Stagnant in life as if there is no way to rise. There is no way to go forward. It says she was bent over. It's better to be bent over forward. This woman, the scholars of, of the Bible say, say, she was bent over backwards. When you are bent over forward, that's the argument, you can be able to do certain things. You are bent, but you can still go to, from point A to point B, you can go there. But when you are bent over backwards, you cannot raise yourself up. So in other words, even if there is some level of growth, it does not move you forward because you are bent over. But then Jesus rebuked the spirit. Jesus did not take the woman Amlule. He rebuked the spirit. So in other words, it's not about a better job. It's not about a better deal. It's about a spirit that sits on people so that they don't rise. So that they don't see other levels. So that they don't see other dimensions. 
so that they are not taken from glory to glory, so that they are not rising in life to higher heights, bent over. It's a spirit, and Jesus rebuked it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Acts chapter number 10, verse number 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So in other words, when the devil oppresses you, he can oppress you even with sickness and disease. Jesus went about healing those who were oppressed by the devil. Because God was with him. Now listen to the definition of a spirit. It can be defined as the prevailing or typical quality. A mood. Somebody say a mood. So I'm a, I'm a mood swing, Zach. You are entertaining a spirit. It's, it's just how I am. Let me tell you something. You, it's not how you are. It's a spirit. And you need to deal with it. Because it is there to kill, to steal, and to destroy. It will kill your joy. And the Bible says you reap in joy. So joy is very important in the life of a believer. You will pray and pray and pray and pray and never reap anything. And give and give and give and never reap anything. Why? Even though there is a harvest that is alluded for you. However, you are not in joy. You reap in joy. In. Sometimes it's not a matter of not understanding scripture or doctrine or whatever the case may be. Or theological uh, knowledge of sort. No. Sometimes it's English. You will reap in joy. So in other words, for, for your harvest to be within your reach, you must be in joy. So Mshambe, let me put it like this. Your harvest has been set aside for you in joy. A spirit can be defined as a mood. Dilana la From today onwards, Dilana wo koshwa aquarium yini itorasi koshwa iskopio yeah la 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 puma lapo puma 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 iva lembana puma puma tuada. I can't speak before 11. It's a spirit. The definition of a spirit is a mood. Maybe the reason why you are stuck in life is because of the mood you are entertaining. It's just a small headache, the smallest of them all. And the devil did not even uh, send his best 
months. He sent the weakest link in the group. And then no one is supposed to sleep because of you. It's an evil spirit. Come on, somebody else. It's a spirit. It's a quality that comes from the evil one. Before 10, it is spirit. It is spirit. In fact, the enemy is so happy that you are co-laboring with him. In other words, he does not have to work hard for you. You are self-destructing. You are doing you, you are doing his work for him. So it's not my personality. What personality is that? The Bible says, do not make room for the devil. Because the Bible knows that he strikes and he strikes very well. The Bible says he's very cunning. He comes and gives you and hands you a mood and you own it. He does not mind for you not to give him the credit. He doesn't mind. You, it's me. It's how I am. It's my personality. It's how I was. It's because I'm born in May. It's because that's how I am wired. It's because it's just me. It's the way I am. Who made you like that? Get out, devil. Which God made you like that? Because the Bible says, for there is a spirit in man, the breath of the Almighty, and he gives understanding. So what kind of understanding is that? Waking up in the morning and not talking. Who is your husband supposed to talk to? Then the next thing, when he's on the phone, it's a problem. You are not talking, most. What is the metaphor? This morning, I Appointment with Umfund is fast and quick. What kind of a man? I don't talk before 11. No. No. Let me tell you something. God himself spoke. What are you talking about? Where from where? Who are you and how many are you? 
me are you? In, in you. No. Speak. I said when there is darkness, the Holy Spirit is there waiting for you to speak the word. Speak. There is a, a, a TikTok that is trending of our pastor saying, yeah. You are brave, you are bold. Yeah. And prayer is talking. Yeah. You structure your day before Amen. you even go out and see other people. Yeah. And you wonder those who thought they are bigger than you, they shrink. As soon as you show up, because you've spoken, you've commanded your day, you've spoken on your day, you've spoken over your day, you have said some things and you have structured some things because you know who you are. Then the spirit. It's a spirit. I always say to women, even unto the hearing of my husband, and he can attest to that, say that do not love me out of the will of God. I love you very much, but help me be better. Help me be better for God. Help me reach higher heights. Help me reach my destiny in God. Don't protect me from God. God cares more about me than you. No matter even if the love is red. Like roses, Baba. And when we are together, we glow in the dark. Let your love push me to God. Closer to God because one day there are things that will trouble me and you cannot reach. Only God can get to that place. But if you allow me to do a season in couples. So that the enemy does not get a foothold in our lives. Don't give him space. Don't give him space. Allow God to be a big part of your marriage and of who you are, even as an individual, even if you are single. Allow God to be a big part. There are couples. Now I know it's okay. It will come back to bite you. It will come back to bite you. That love is unto deception. Yes. Yes. It's because I love you. Let me tell you something. 
It's not about marking a register. It's about saying, Lord, I am interested in you making me like you. Because I don't want to be like the enemy. Because remember when I started, I said, these two are fighting for the spirit of man. And once you give the other one room, he will use it. Once you give the other one space, he will use it. That's why you must always be occupied by the spirit of God. Full of him. Not even to the brim, but to overflow. Just for days where it feels as though he is not there. Ah! Because you know that he's already in the inside of you. In overflow. Because you will either take after the character. I wish I had a better message. But you will take after the character of the evil spirit. Or you will take after the character of the Holy Spirit. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. But they are spirits. The man has a spirit. God has a spirit. And also the devil has a spirit. And the spirit of God and the spirit of Satan are after the spirit of men. Allow God. Okay, I, I, but also an attitude. I wanted to go there. It's the same thing. It's a spirit. Attitude of a person. It's a, and then a spirit is also a group or a period of time. That there is a certain spirit when you think there is a delay and there is a spirit that is busy in operation. Somebody say amen. amen. Just a testimony as we go. Friday, when we were praying at church during the flow, I, there were people who have been owing me like for a while. I prayed and Mfundisi, those who were there, you remember he, was, he kept on shouting, no more delays. No more delays for, for you. No more delays, no more delays for you. No more delays for you. And I stood there and I said, yeah, man. It, my, the money that is not with you is, is, not, is, not, is not yours. It belongs to the person who has your money. It does not belong to you. You can say he has my money, but it is. Because it's with him. I prayed. And I said, they must pay. And they did not even say they were going to pay. Lo and behold, Saturday morning, SMS, the powerful SMS. Without, without a reminder. Without an email. Without a reminder. The Holy Spirit went and dealt with a period of time. And brought what was mine to me. I see the Holy Spirit Compressing times for somebody. I see the Holy Spirit compressing time, compre making six months a day, making seven years, seven days, making ten years, ten days, making three months, three days. I see the Holy Spirit working over time for someone this morning who is able to dare, understand, and know. That everything is spiritual. 
You are spiritual. The delay is spiritual. The time is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Never take it for granted. Don't say it's okay. Don't say it's okay. I'll wait. For how long have you been waiting? It's time you stood up and said, Spirit of the living God, you are able to compress time. You are able to deal with the spirits. You are able to deal with the spirits that sit over a period of time. That even when the breakthrough, Daniel, has already been released in the heavenly places. On the first day when you fasted and began to pray. However, the spirit of Asia, because there is a spirit that sits in places, there is a spirit that sits over the period of times. I don't need to find that you get your answer after 21 days. But it was released already. Day one. But the Holy Spirit is able to compress time. That is why when Jesus ascended, he said, I am going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. In other words, you will do what I have been doing all over because there is no distance. There is no distance. There is no distance. There is no distance in the spirit. Even the person who is supposed to give you that business deal, there is no distance in the spirit. Even that person who is supposed to sign on the dotted line, there is no distance in the spirit. Even that person who's been owing you forever, there is no distance in the spirit. Even that person who is supposed to do you good and show you favor, there is no distance in the spirit. And from this place, we release the sound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout and say, Spirit of the living God, compress time for me. Yes. There is no distance in the spirit. Jesus rebuked the spirit whenever he was dealing with the situation or circumstance. I taught you in this house that sometimes your problem is always focusing on the boat. And you leave the wind doing whatever it wants to do. The Bible says Jesus stood and rebuked the wind. Did not, it did not focus on the boat. Because he understood that there are spirits who are sitting. And now I, we are going. There's a spirit of a builder. Because each time you come together with people, you begin to partake of the spirit that is in operation. And in this place, there is a spirit of a builder. Amen. The spirit of a builder brings about boldness. Amen. It brings about antitetness. So that you are the one who says, forward ever, backward never. The spirit of a builder gives you boldness. The spirit of a builder causes you to arise. The Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, they said and they purposed in their hearts that we will arise and build. 
Now that woman who was bent over, the Bible says the worst thing that was happening was not that she was sick. It was that she could not rise. So if you don't rise, it's a spirit. Don't entertain being stagnant. I want us to go back home and see, am I stagnant in this career? Am I stagnant in this business? Am I stagnant in my life? Am I stagnant in my family? And begin to arise with the spirit of a builder. Because the spirit of a builder will cause you to arise to higher heights, to higher dimensions in the name of Jesus Christ. The spirit of a builder will bring structure in your life. Because there is no one who builds a house and not put structure. That house is a disaster to happen. A disaster waiting to happen if there is no structure. So the spirit of a builder, when it comes upon you, then your life begins to have structure. So don't resist the spirit of a builder. Tell laziness to leave you alone. Tell stagnancy to leave you alone. And begin to arise and build your life, build your family, and build your calling. The Lord working with you, following with signs. What the Bible says, if the Lord begins to work with us, signs are inevitable. Miracles are inevitable. Wonders are inevitable. The spirit of a builder is upon us. Let us stand, we are praying. Zerubbabel. 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 Zerubbabel, the builder, the builder. Sometimes you have built before, but things happened. I'm here to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. I'm here to introduce you to the spirit of a builder that the Holy Spirit has established in this house. The temple once lied in ruins, just like your life, just like your marriage, just like your business, just like your career, just like your, fin your finances. But the Bible says they arose and they said, we are going to build. And the Bible says the spirit of God stirred up their spirit. May God stir up your spirit as a builder and begin to rebuild. If it, causes, if it calls for you to rebuild, rebuild. Because as I always say, rebuilding is still building. You can arise and rebuild your marriage. You can arise and rebuild your business. You can arise and rebuild your finances. With the Holy Spirit, you can arise. All that you need to do is to Say to yourself, I'm not going to lie here, hopeless, I'm going to arise. The Bible says, Zerubbabel rebuilt the temple. And what I love is that by reason of that act, then in the book of Zechariah, we find... A passage where 
the scripture says about Zerubbabel. Who are you? Oh, great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, a builder who has rebuilt things that were in ruins. So who are you? Oh, great mountain before Zerubbabel. There's a mountain that the enemy has tried to put before you. He taught you the beginning of the year that every calling is a mountain. There are different spheres of influence that are called mountains. So wherever God has called you to, if you embrace the spirit of a builder, ask the Holy Spirit, affect me with the spirit in the company of the people I am with. So that when I go to the mountain, which is my business, so that when I go to the mountain, which is my family, so that when I go to the mountain, which is my career, the mountain will be made plain. Not because I'm cute, but because I have a track record. I'm a builder. So who are you? Oh, thou mountain before Zerubbabel. You will be made plain. When you have conquered the rebuilding, the mountain is nothing before you. May the spirit of a builder come upon us. May we build. May we build our lives first. May we build our families. May we build our callings. Be it in ministry. We will build. Be it in business. We will build. Be it in career. We will build. We are builders. And the spirit of a builder is upon us. Stirred up by the Holy Spirit of God himself. Causing us to arise and build. Or even rebuild for that matter. We will not shy away from rebuilding. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are praying. Somebody please say something to God. I do not know. What is it that has been looking as though. It will never finish. Zerubbabel finished. The builder of note. Stirred up by the spirit of God. Some of us, the enemy refuses to let us have structure in our lives. We are even comfortable not to even bring structure even in our families. Stir up her spirit, my master. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Stir up our spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Stir up our spirit, oh God, that the spirit of a builder may be upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that any, any, any mountain before us will be made plain. The ground will be leveled. We will not have to even climb it. But we will go and conquer all the mountains 
In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the spirit of a builder upon us. Just like the spirit of a builder that was upon Zerubbabel. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. One minute. Everyone under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of a builder come upon them. Let them arise and build in the name of Jesus. Take away hopelessness. Take away distress. Take away in the name of Jesus discouragement. Let us arise and go back to our offices and build. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let us go back to our homes and build. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are not cowards but we are builders. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We are undeterred. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, one more minute. Just like the man who went to look for the donkeys in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, the Bible says he met a prophet in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And then the prophet said, the donkeys that you are looking for have been found. However, you must go and you will meet other men who are prophesying. And the spirit will come upon you and you will also prophesy. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Just by becoming in the company of builders this morning. My God, cause the spirit of builders to come upon them. So that my father, in the name of Jesus, they can be turned into another man in the name of Jesus can be turned into another man in the name of Jesus can be turned into another man in the name of Jesus oh we give you praise oh we give you praise the Bible says that man was turned into another man the Bible says he was told by the prophet that you will be turned into another man by reason of being in the company of those who are prophesying, the Spirit will come upon you. You are in the company of builders. We build when there's money. We build when there's no money. We build when we are happy. We build when we are sad. We build when we feel like it. We build when we don't feel like it. The devil knows. That's why. Oh, who are you? Thou mountain before us as builders. You will melt like wax. You will become plain. Because the spirit of a builder is upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, go and conquer. I release a blessing upon you this morning. And everyone under the sound of my voice who will dare to believe that you are a builder. Amen. You can build your family. Amen. No matter how hard the enemy can try. Amen. But you will build your family. You will build 
your business. You will build your career. You will build your life. Some of us, if in our very own lives, are a mess. We are saying, why am I living? Let me tell you something. You are living because God has got a plan for your life. Arise. Arise from the ashes. Arise. Arise and build. Let the spirit of a builder come upon you. And build that life. Tell yourself, if it does not happen today, there is always tomorrow. But I will continue to build. Because I have the anointing. I have the grace. I'm called for it. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God praise. Come on, somebody believes this morning. I don't know, but I believe. I don't know about you, but I believe whatever mountain that has been standing before me, I have the spirit of a builder. Just like Zerubbabel. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Shout, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I told you my testimony. May it be your testimony as well. That whoever has been delaying your promotion, there is no distance in the spirit. Let me tell you something. When we were praying on Friday night, the person who was supposed to pay me is in the Western Cape. I was praying in Delmas. Somebody is going to dare to believe. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.